What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's your favorite Fortnite commentator. Oh, not the Fortnite Podcast. Let's do that all over again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and we're back. Welcome back to another Practice Makes Perfect Podcast here. It's your favorite Fortnite commentator, Monster D-Face, bringing you guys another weekly installment of your favorite podcast, of course, where we cover everything esports, gaming, and just general entertainment news related as it you know, uh, uh, relates to this technology world that we live in. Uh, with that being said, I want to thank you guys for downloading the episode, tuning in with us, rocking with us as per usual. We thank you guys, man. Numbers are looking good. Uh, Fortnite is back and popping. So, you know, everything just in general, our ecosystem's doing great. And also, if you've been picking up that Cafe Colazo, checking out what we have in store as far as our coffee options, I want to say I appreciate that as well. We are just bending into the holiday season. So Vanilla Bliss is going to be going out of stock in two weeks. Pick it up if, if it's your favorite coffee stock up now, uh, because once our distributor basically closes it down, that's it. That coffee's not going to be available anymore. But we do have some new stuff coming, including a potential partner blend. So uh, stay tuned for that. CafeColazzo.com. Anyways, let's jump into it. You saw the header. You saw the episode title. We have a lot to talk about, dude. Pokimane has been the center of attention there is a ridiculous dev who's decided to go against the grain, go against the current quite literally, and pick a fight with the entire gaming market. And on top of that, more organizations now starting to fall out of major seated positions in this uh, esports league economy that we've seen develop across, um, I'd, say, I'd say, the most popular version of esports. But I think there is a changing landscape in front of us. So we're going to talk all about it. This week is just myself. And my boy, John Rush. John Rush, of course, producing, editing, and putting together the episode for us this week. What's up, brother? Yo. Yeah, my newest Cave Colazzo just got in the mail. Saturday. Justice. Yeah. I went back. Justice back to back. It's too good. I'm the type of guy, when I find a good thing, I just kind of run it back. You could call me boring. I call it efficient. We out here. <laughs> we out here. Uh, uh, one reason my wife does not ask me what I want from Chinese food. You know, I'm just like chicken and broccoli, white rice. Or if we go Vietnamese, I'm like, chicken, coconut curry, white rice. Like, I know exactly what I'm going to get. I stick to the consistency. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. How was your week, bro? How was everything? It was good. It was really good. Lots of, lots of good, good times with the family. But it's, uh, it's uh, exciting, exciting times uh, in gaming. I, don't, I feel like for the first time in a long time, I, there's too much stuff to play. I feel like we were in like a, a, a drought of like, man, what? Ah, not, there's nothing to play. And now I feel like there's more than I have time to play, which is a good thing. So I'm excited. Yeah, that's right. And also, I, I forgot to uh, sh shout out anyone as far as Thanksgiving went. Man, hope you guys had a great holiday, you know, as we start getting closer and closer to December now for, for Christmas. So, yeah, um, let, let's jump into it, man. As far as games to play, just a little side note. I've been on that Boulders Gate 3. Guys, this is not a paid promotion or advertisement, but let me tell you, if you are into RPGs, role-playing games, big storyline games, games where every decision you make can uh, uh, affect your outcome, and there are what I like to look at, or, or for this game in particular, call a limitless amount of outcomes. There are so many ways to play the game. Um, just check it out. Check out the trailer. I want to encourage you guys, play it blindly. It is such a great game, and it's the game that you can play offline to yourself it's not a sweaty multiplayer, you know, get your blood boiling type game. It's one of those ones you could just kick back, throw on, and, and just genuinely enjoy it and save and load the game if you don't like the way it went your way. You know what I mean? You can really cheese it. It's one of those, uh, I feel like, classic game feels. It's a turn-based RPG. You guys are going to love it. Um, but with that, I want to jump into, uh, I, I want to start here, John. We talked about this very briefly just a moment ago about topics that we're going to cover and I want to start with this, this developer that created a game called Spirited Away. Yep. And he had this great idea to send out a tweet, John, targeting yeah, this is that crazy. Uh, all of the gamers that he reached out to. And basically, the, the gist of it, the TLDR, is he had the guts to say he doesn't believe in paid marketing. And you should basically feel you know, lucky or happy that he created a product that you get to play and potentially make content out of. And this this happens or comes shortly after he celebrates his success with the game's launch of a million downloads, but basically a million a million sales plus 
Um, and then he opens up this whole Twitter thread surrounding the fact that he was unappreciative at the fact that when he reached out to YouTubers to cover content on his game, um, they were not interested unless they were paid to do so, right? When, when they're getting essentially approached and asked of services, it should be no surprise that someone doesn't want to work with you. And this opened up like a whole discussion all around the Twitter timeline. Yeah, he said, his name is Mike. Uh, he, on November 20th, said over 100,000 people have played the game on Game Pass in the last week. That's just Game Pass. And we've already heard uh, plenty of people say they bought the game on Steam or Switch after playing the Game Pass version. So once again, a ridiculously good experience for us. End of the first tweet. We're all good, right? Yay. Like, cheers. Then he goes, a hugely noticeable thing that happened during this launch was that we got absolutely zero YouTube coverage at all. Go search Spirit T on YouTube, and you'll see there's just a couple of big videos. Nearly every YouTuber who got back to us wanted money to make a video. And then he goes on to kind of like, um, he says it feels Dick weird and icky cringe. and disingenuous, and I just can't, I guess our names won't be covered on YouTube anymore. I just, my biggest question is how does somebody, like, this sounds like something like my grandfather would say. I ain't paying someone to... To make no, <laughs> no videos that they're already doing at home. Like, how does somebody who's in the industry, like, so to speak, think this way about it? I don't understand. So, I, actually, I want to, I want to just cover that a little bit more. This guy Mike Rose at Raven or Rave of Ravendale on Twitter. If you guys want to go watch this and read this thread yourself, the responses are out of this world entertainment. You have uh, sarcasm. You have people coming at his throat. You have people ready to hunt this man down. Uh, but he jumps in, he says that he gets it. And that's just how this works now. YouTubers want you to pay them to cover your games. He said, all right, sure. But I just don't want to do that. It feels weird, icky and disingenuous, and I can't do it. I guess our games won't get covered on YouTube. And then he goes, of course, the fact that we still managed a million dollar plus launch without any influencer support makes me think what we could have achieved if we did pay some people. Maybe I'll be forced to do it in the future, but God, I just really don't want to. It's so effing ill. And that's the crazy part about it is uh, uh, I'm going to correct myself. I thought he sold a million uh, games, but no, he sold well over 100,000, it seems, making well over a million dollars in revenue. That was at the time of the, the tweet. Who knows? He probably had a lot of backlash and sales probably slowed down as I'm sure a lot of folks don't want to support someone who has a stance like this, but... For him to just genuinely just stay like he doesn't want to spend his money on marketing, fine. You don't have to. But it's a different thing to say that after you are the one reaching out to YouTubers and then you get that response and you're down talking them as if they're not running a business, a brand, and and you know their advertisement space just belongs to you. Like if, if he feels so entitled that uh, influencers space belongs to him that that is just so out of touch yeah i mean that's like me saying to him yeah man like can you just make a game for me and my friends to play yeah just put some pixels together like i just it's just a game it just feels kind of eh. i know there's a lot of time you put into it and i know a lot of people pay for the game but it just feels it eh to me there's a lot of free to play games on mobile so can y'all just like make but make a game like why would i pay for it like i just it, yeah. dude again this sounds like someone who sells like cardboard would say this like yeah those digital pixel nerds you know i'm like this guy makes pixels too. So what is he? I, I dude, I'm like, did a did a YouTuber hurt him? Y'all have to. Did, was he was his heartbroken by an OnlyFans girl? Like, what happened to this guy? I think I, I think the problem is he's probably a failed YouTuber. You know, oh. he just <laughs> this one hits a little deep. He never quite made it. He never quite got those offers, and now he's just it, it's so personal to him. Um, looking at the comments here, just to just to cover a few the sarcasm. Uh, from Fendler here. He says, OMG, they ask you to be paid for their work? How outrageous. <laughs> like, and then uh, someone else follows up. I, Josh here says, that's one way to alien potential buyers of your game. See, that's the kind of other side of it. There are buyers that are going to be affected just from looking at this. Someone else says, you do realize playing the game and then editing your game uh, basically takes time and people should do that for free question mark okay bub like dude there there are and there are hundreds and hundreds of comments that follow on here about pretty much how there's a guaranteed amount of people that are not going to touch the game or support this game title surely not going to create content uh, around this title if there were smaller creators that decided to 
And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's just a ridiculous thing, I think, to, to say in social media when the irony is that he's the one reaching out to creators. There's nothing wrong if you don't want to spend a dollar on marketing. Fine, yeah. you know, go, go organic. You know, we don't spend money on, you know, scrims necessarily. Most of the time, we keep it pretty, pretty organic. That's fine. Um, but yeah. if I went to someone that, hey, yo, can you shout out my, my scrim server? Or can you come play games? I'm going to pay that person, right? Or expect some, some version of compensation. Bro, his, uh, Mike Rose's uh, bio, which I don't know when he made this, but right now it says, it just says this place is the worst. Oh yeah, so it's know. definitely after. <laughs> well, so here's an adult, like, here's an adult response to this. Bellular Gaming, great YouTube channel oh, covering. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What? Oh, well, I guess you should finish your thought, but then it looks like there was a development. The thread was from November 20th, the 22nd, he started apologizing. So I guess we could cover ah, that line. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Well, yeah. like, okay, so this is what Bellular Gaming, who is like, he's running a successful YouTube channel for various games. Um, they, they, they do decent. He makes his living, you know, online and with, with game stuff. And he says, well, you certainly got a reaction with this one. As both a YouTube person who does sponsor slots with brands and an indie dev, I understand where you're coming from. Industry wisdom says that large YouTubers are a low conversion rate and a low ROI. Your game with the 1999 LTV can't compete with the marketing budget of a SAS uh, app that has a customer uh, LTV of hundreds. Our experience with Pale, which is his game, is we didn't get much, but if we did get a few highlights from other people who thought it was cool, plus smaller creators. Worked out well. If we dropped cash, I don't think we had hit, hit the ROI. That to me seems like how a businessman says. Hey guys, if you're wondering, we, this is why we didn't do any like large scale influencer exactly. marketing, blah, blah, blah. But also like who asked? Like if you didn't go with someone, like why are you bash? It's so unnecessary. Like, bro, if the tweet would have just stopped there, people would just be giving him like his flowers. Exactly. And that's it. That's it right there. If he had just stopped there, but instead he wants to go on with this absolute delusional take. You know what? Sometimes you need to be humbled like that. You know, it's real when there's a thread on Twitter, John, and one of the tweets, like, temp down the thread has 3.6 million views <laughs> and the rest of the thread above it is like not even close in, in metrics um let's jump into his apology so it does seem like we've been bashing him without doing the full research here as again i was i was just taken so aback by this a couple days ago i was like yeah we're gonna talk about it um so here here it goes here's his apology guys you tell me what you think about this i think this is hilarious he says hey everyone i really effed up here and i'm massively sorry I've been reading your comments and replies, and it's clear that I've completely missed the mark. Okay, very, very generic, I think. And then he goes on to say, I absolutely value the work that YouTubers and content creators do, and my words didn't reflect that at all. Uh-huh, sure. And then he says, I'm going to be reading loads more on all of this and get better educated so I can be less of a D-head in the future. What up, lawyers? <laughs> Hey, lawyers. What are you, you going to read? Like, what is there to read about? Just be a better person, bro. How about, oh, you have some morals, dude. If you ask someone for services, pay them for their services, you jackass. This All happened, right, that, this that's just it. That's just it. You can't teach uh, uh, decency. This happens a lot with graphic designers, you know, where they're being mm -hmm. asked to leverage. You know, say, hey, it's just a quick graphic. It's just a quick graphic. It's just a quick graphic. My sister's a full-time writer. You know, she's built a brand agency. And it'd be easy for people to be like, hey, can you just do a quick tagline? You know, you just, you know, and man, I, I, I just think that not only devalues their time, but it, it, it devalues, um, the, the marketing they built. So even if someone can do a service in a short amount of time, that doesn't mean that it's not, it has less worth. If anything, that shows the value that they built by the, building their expertise and their brand. And so YouTubers, yeah, it's like a five minute video. No, no, no. They're still leveraging a lot. And every time you, um, take a withdrawal from your audience. Like that costs you something. Every time you tell your, your audience, hey, jump on this, check this out, it costs them something. So I'm glad he I'm glad he apologized, but but big L, bro. Big L. Huge L. Uh, another person who's been taking L's all week is Pokimane, believe it or not, <laughs> as she launched her own creator, oh. influencer, uh, what are they? Healthy air quote cookies. Can I quote air it? quote around healthy, by the way? But they're cookies. Yeah, she said, I just why the the trailer said i just don't understand why there aren't healthy yummy snacks for all of us charges 28 dollars <laughs> <laughs> uh guys these are a repackaged um 
product that exists out there. Basically, she did, however, from, from my understanding, she did she did put a little bit of extra effort into it. There are different ingredients, contrary to belief. When this whole thread broke out um, about Pokimane's product, people were, were happy for her and asking for samples. But of course, you're going to have those people that want to see you fail. They started looking into it. Okay, why... Like, like, why is Pokimane making a cookie product, let alone calling it healthy? So it started with, these are no way in hell healthy. They're just less worse than Oreos and, like, all the <laughs> other types of, you know, chocolate chip cookies out there. Okay, sure, that's one take. Come at her for the, uh, for the marketing. Sure, there's a hundred different, you know, companies you could do that against. Then it gets a little bit deeper. The news article started publishing the fact that Pokimane was up surcharging basically the product because she just felt like it basically for higher margins when it was actually being white labeled directly from another product that exists in costco for a fraction of the price and that is where you have people picking up the pitchforks being upset that multi-millionaire is a uh into capitalism yeah i mean they're literally called the same so this is where they really messed up her flavor of the inaugural cookie is called midnight mini cookies and there's a there's a exact similar product by a brand called tootsie um that are midnight mini cookies and um let's look up the the tootsie tootsie midnight mini like wow google already knows um cookie <laughs> <laughs> price i believe uh let's see ai is generating so these are 9.99 per pack and let's do this. Pokey, main, mina, cookies. Uh, cost. They are uh, $27 for a four pack. That can't be right. Yeah. So basically, Pokey main decided to sell them almost in a box style. You, you, you buy them, but you buy them in bulk. She doesn't sell them individually. And they're just so much more um, expensive, and and I think I think again someone went into the metrics like the ounces per dollar, whatever. Either way, it's premium, and and folks hated the fact that Pokemon was doing this. Um, Pokemon being Pokemon, she doubles down. She drops a follow up tweet uh, from her live stream, taken from her live stream, where she says, "Hey, basically these cookies are not for you broke boys out there. So how about you uh, shut up." Or get your wallet out and that was her take and that was a pretty pretty crazy stance to take considering that her entire and i mean it her entire network was built off of the community that she built so for her to you know just all of a sudden um turn face against them and and you know start coming at them there's it's pretty ironic that she called all them broke boys when they're the ones who donate subscribe and literally give her all of her influence and leverage that allow her to be a multimillionaire, which she now is um, built off the back of her community. So uh, there has been a number of different creators that have now covered this topic here, John, yeah. um, including Moist Critical, one of the biggest YouTubers and, and literally one of the most successful YouTubers of the last, you know, especially the last decade, but the last to, to really emerge out of the last couple of years. Um, he he was just like, what, what a ridiculous take for you to have, Pokemon. How dare you? Uh, just because you're well off right now, just start to disregard all that your community has built for you and, and to have these type of approaches and be dead serious about it too. That's where, that's where he was like, it's one thing to have a persona, but it's another thing to kind of really mean those words. And yeah, there's big YouTubers that were not happy about that. Yeah. And I mean, they're saying, you know, Mina Snacks, which is her like brand, they came out with an official statement saying our product formulation is unique to Mina and exclusive to us. You can confirm the midnight mini cookies were in development for two years. This process includes many rounds of testing and ingredient changes. Um, and, and, um, it, uh, you know, some of the, the key differences there between the Costco version, um, is, um, is that it includes mushroom powder and which reinforces extra vitamin D, <laughs> but that, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's just a lot, but I, you know, and, and again, and she has proof. There's proof that, you know, they've been in development for two years. I just think it's like what you said, man. Like anytime you speak with disrespect, like no one deserves to be disrespected. I think sometimes we, we misunderstand that. And like, 
in our culture of like social justice and standing up for what you believe in and speaking your truth that there's a difference between speaking passionately about a very important topic, right? Like, Hey, you're wrong because of this, or I believe this, or I, this, right. But when you're talking about cookies to an audience that has made you and you're calling them broke, that's just disrespect. There's no need for like, like there's no need for that. Like that's just disrespectful, bad business. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, the news outlets took those stories, ran with it. She, you know, ultimately came out with an apology shortly afterwards. She recognized, okay, yeah, maybe I did take it a little too far and um, it, it wasn't necessarily worth it. But Pokemon understands that all of this press is still good press for her uh, cookies, essentially. And I'm sure she's been able to uh, come away very successfully at the tail end of this. She uh, went as far as to send out packages to different creators. One of the, I think, better reviews that we saw just recently was XQC received a, a package of Mina cookies. And I got to say, the packaging, absolutely exquisite. Yeah. The box is amazing. So great creator packages, lights, you know, all that good stuff. Um, he tastes the cookie, and he basically, at the end, rated it a 5 out of 10 stars, calling it dry, airy, and uh, a pretty gross aftertaste and a bland first bite. So no real taste, and then the taste kind of settles in afterwards, and it leaves you with kind of like a dry, chalky kind of chocolatey bite which i get it i can see how a again air quotes healthy cookie is gonna have those qualities to it um i think it's just unfortunate man that pokey kind of took it that far i i feel like this could have been a, a pretty successful product as she just stuck to the her guns about the science and all that good stuff and was just like dude try it for yourself kind of vibe instead of just calling people broke and saying you know Forget you all if you, if you can't afford my cookies, if that's the biggest thing you're upset about. For whatever reason, she chose that out of all the criticism to really like dig into. So clearly that that piece bothered her, that she was charging too much. Yeah, and I, 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 my personal just critique on the rollout of it is um, I think trying to impact the snack area of gamers is definitely, there's, there's something there, you know? But like, Either you sell out to really good tasting or really healthy. And I feel like cookies are a weird thing to launch. It falls in the middle. So you're like, yeah, they're really healthy, but they're cookies. And you're like, what? <laughs> like if she would have come out with like, I don't know, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, like some kind of like even just went more in the health route of like, hey, here's some, here's some snacks. They're going to help you game longer, have better energy. They're infused with mushroom powder, different ingredients. You know, and it's yeah, like there's, but there's so many, there's so many yeah. of those. Actually, speaking about like how many of those exist. A phase blaze just dropped um ch like chocolate charge uh chocolate balls basically caffeine caffeine chocolate balls um they're a candy slash caffeine and he's got a pretty interesting product on his hands i guess chocolate charge um, cool cool username that's the wild part that. though the wild part is you know how we were just talking about ingredients and how like research was put into pokemains and uh -huh. no one was actually able to really fight her on the credibility of like what it is she put together yeah um the opposite had happened with these chocolate charged things uh it turns out that some dude with like a chemistry i don't know masters or doctorate like yeah. straight got deep into it in the comment section somewhere where he's like hey this is like basic rule where you learn that the ratio of this to this has to be this in order for it to taste like this. I can tell immediately your ratio sucks and this does not taste good. <laughs> just off of the just off of the bag sticker. Like it was crazy, dude. I was just like, man, you can't do nothing without, you know, getting fact checked. Like you need you need consultants out there nowadays. You know, lucky for me in our coffee business, I promise you guys, we have one of the you know, uh, 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 such a stand-up, amazing distributor. And we don't, we don't try to hide the fact that he does all the, you know, the, the sourcing, the curating, the roasting. You know what I mean? Like, he has a successful chain of coffee businesses, and we've worked together to build this online e-commerce space that he doesn't operate in. So that's how our relationship works well. But had I tried to, like, build a product from the ground up, yeah, it, 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 it'd be terrible. I'd probably get washed and rinsed on socials too for like having terrible coffee. Like, no, I, I feel like it, you're making me think, even talking about with Blaze, how 
and we'll cover this more uh, in a bit here, but we're like exiting the era of the org. I feel like orgs were like the pinnacle, right? Like orgs and energy drinks kind of like that were attached to it, but especially orgs, like that's how you made money. And then we realized that's not how you make money. <laughs> like that's how some individuals make money, but it doesn't last long. I feel like we're now entering into the age of products. And I know that like products have been around, but I feel like we are, there will be more and like as people try to monetize and create sustainable like business models around these creators and their influence, I feel like we're about to just get inundated with different like creator made uh, products like we've never oh, seen yeah. before. Nick Merck chips coming out soon, probably in the works. Uh, you know, I don't know. Name another big creator. I mean, and, Tim the Tatman and... chips would go nuts, dude. Like, one of those fat Tim the AIs, Tap Man, yeah. sneakers. I don't know, dude. Everything's gonna start. <laughs> everything's gonna start happening. Grills. There it is. He likes to grill. Oh my gosh. Tim the Tap Man grills, trigger grills coming out for for those good old uh, no. uh, football games in the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? It's very funny and <laughs> and wild that um uh that you know I mean think about it like most marketers are probably targeting you know gamers more than they even are like you know athletes necessarily you know oh they're up there i mean the the endorsements are just just a a corner away you know what i'm saying like like this is the space right now influencers have so much uh so much power at their fingertips right now as they're building these these genuine communities and and we're seeing it we're seeing it everywhere um but yeah, guys, look. So, Pokemon. You know, if you're into like dry cookies and Hello. you want you you want you want mushroom powder in your cookies, if that's what you're into, go check out Pokemon's Mina cookies. the The internet has been raving about them. All publicity is good publicity. Someone once said that, or something like that. So, we'll, well, that. negativity drives the algorithm, and at the end of the day, yeah, people. At the end of the day, you she can turn the hate views into actual analytics to get people to there like see the reality behind her brand and like, you know, creating conversations. So yeah, I mean, whatever. If someone sends them to me, yeah. What me and Monster are saying is if you if someone if one of y'all sends it to us, we'll try it. But outside of that, I'm not buying it, you know? I, I don't <laughs> want any of this sent to me. <laughs> you can send it to John. Uh let, let's jump into a couple other things though. Um, John, you brought this this topic up here in I want you to take us through it because this is a very interesting one. I don't want to bomb the presentation on this because I feel like I feel like this one has some legs. You know, conspiracies are always very interesting, <laughs> but I think I think this one right here might have some legs. Yeah. So I mean, again, this is new to me. This is this has been a topic of conversation more on in the uh, it's been in the background, but this week it kind of came up to prominence. It's the idea of the Xbox tax. Let us know in the, in the comments or. Hit us up on Twitter, your thoughts on the Xbox tax. But it's essentially um, this idea that um, game awards and game review companies are have a prejudice towards Xbox games and that games that are exclusively associated with Xbox will overwhelmingly receive an unfair lower score and will um, in a uh, disproportionate way not be nominated for um, certain awards individuals are using the latest call of duty as an example the first call of duty that's like owned by microsoft is the and is one of the favorites of fans in the last few years is one of the lowest rated by ign ign on both the campaign and um the multiplayer game is just trashing it it gave it like a 43 percent and um and yeah so i would is so could you imagine monster a world where something like this is is true I think so. Here's the thing. I think this is true. I I think oh. this is absolutely legit. I feel like there are there are biases everywhere, especially in in news media. You have to remember these these articles are written by regular people, people that have emotions, people that might have a little too much power. You know what I mean? With with yeah. no, uh, not necessarily authority to to keep them in line, but there there's no one looking at what they're posting. You know, the head honcho is like, dude, you're the writer. Just keep the articles going. Keep the clicks going. That's all I care about. Um, so when you have even a company like IGN, I think, I think it'd be so easy for someone to be jaded and have a, have a, a, a dislikening to a brand like Xbox for whatever reason, whatever paths may have been crossed in the past or, 
you know what I mean? That that Christmas party that didn't go your way for that that whatever favor you asked. I think there's something there, dude. And I think it'd be so easy for a brand to be targeted out like that. So I, it would not surprise me yeah. if all of Xbox's games are just like downvoted heavily. Bro, so there is I like in my research on this, there's a lot of different thoughts either way. Uh game game rant uh stacks up um you know the some of the top you know uh xbox uh titles and compares them and their 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 um um their ratings and stuff like that because the reality is no microsoft game has microsoft games haven't been part of game of year uh, game of the year nominations i'm not sure if ever but for a long time and Dang, then so and they're, they're not even putting the games on the no on the nomination and this guy destin legere uh, on yeah. Twitter, um, has a two hour and 53 minute YouTube video on evidence behind the Xbox, um, the Xbox tax. And he has his 80,000 followers on Twitter and in a hundred K subs. This is not uh, like some, some like uneducated person, you know? And, um, man, this is, this is crazy. Like, yeah. so he's linking, for example, like, like IGN seems to be one of the biggest culprits of this. For instance, he's linking an article from November 22 in which, um, IGN, uh, of this year. So four days ago from this recording said, it's no secret that Microsoft has lost the console war. And he, and, and it's like, <laughs> wait, what, what do you, and, 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 and it's kind of like, where are you even getting that from? And that's where people are saying it's, prop it's propaganda. Like they're yeah. saying like, yo, like, dude, it's crazy. Bro. Literal, literal gaming propaganda happening right here, right before our eyes. I, I would love to see, I'm sure if I watch this video, there are probably side-by-side -side comparisons of like, you know, apples to apples reviews of Sony games versus the Xbox game titles. I would be hard curious to you even even find the title that they found on xbox that was rated very highly and then see what game that was and see how any other publisher rated that game because uh you know if if, if someone over there liked it, it it must be really good then uh for them to <laughs> publish a good rating so uh, I, i'm super curious here's a real question john though do you do you think this should be punishable do you think this should do you think this is okay it's kind of weird when you start getting into like propaganda, right? Because you're misleading a, a number of different people. You're costing, you know, arguably costing Microsoft. Not that they need more sales, but you're costing them real money. Yeah, I unfortunately I feel like it's the world we live in. When we've been in a world of PlayStation and Xbox exclusive games for a while, and um, and then Microsoft said, "Okay, bet PlayStation, we're gonna buy most of the titles that you do PlayStation exclusives for." So, like, yeah. It's, you, think, you think maybe that sparked it? They were just like, I'm telling you, there had to be some. It could even be that. It could be that direction, that, that Monopoly vibe where they're just like, yo, screw you guys, man. We're going to support Sony on this. Well, this is, an, this is interesting. This is, this is information from, uh, this is data from 20, uh, 2022. Um, in 2022, PlayStation 5 had a 63% market share in, in terms of consoles. Um, with a 4.4 increase year over year, Xbox, uh, the new Xbox had a 36.7 market share with a similar, um, or with a 4.4 decrease. However, Sony wow. only con Sony controls 45% of the market shares for all money spent on console gaming hardware and services. I guess, I guess if you consider the other consoles involved, which really, what is it, the Switch? Switch. Yeah, I mean, Xbox they probably get more money on Switch, low key. Yeah. So whichever I mean, game I, has like crazy microtransactions is the one winning. And if I had to guess, it's probably some of the mobile handheld stuff, like like Switch. Hey, you know where I really feel like they Sony started its dominance. I this is a throwback. They were they early on there was a Blu-ray player in in the in the first True. like PS3s. That's a big deal for families. Families got to basically buy a game console and a another device and so i i wonder if that that then snowballed into playstation exclusives started to create an ecosystem you know well and, it's yeah I, I think it's a generational thing like i have a playstation 5 and i've always had playstations but it's because 
someone at some point convinced my dad to buy a PlayStation 1, and then I just became a PlayStation boy. You know what I mean? And I've been PlayStation ever since. <laughs> I've never looked back. So my son is going to be like, oh, dad had a PlayStation. He's going to want a PlayStation 2. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think the big money knows this. And if the boomers are not buying it, well, the next generation is not going to no, buy and, it. And that's just how it works. And why am I an Xbox guy? Because when I when I picked up Halo Combat Evolved on the fattest Xbox original <laughs> controller. like, Xbox. But that's, I mean... That, that's the only reason why, you know, when I think about it, I mean, cause prior to Halo, I would play on a play. I had a PlayStation two and, and Halo is the reason why I switched. So very interesting. Um, yeah. Let us know in the comments what you guys think. There's clearly a lot of research into it. The Xbox tax, uh, conspiracy, very, very, uh, very interesting. But, um, there, there's a group of people that have, uh, been having, uh, some, uh, exciting success monster crack scrims. To the moon? Oh, dude. Bro, shout out, shout out Fortnite, man. Hashtag uh, uh, Fortnite is back. Like, in, in capital B-A-C-K back. With, like, 10Ks at the back of that. Um, Dude, Fortnite numbers have... Obviously, last... I feel like last week we talked about the ridiculous amount of numbers that just, just record-breaking, crushing numbers across the board for Fortnite's recent success. Well, that has uh, the trickle effect. Uh, as they say... A high tide raises all ships. And hey. the practice server in Open Scrims is in the water, baby. And our ship has risen. Um, this month alone, in the last 30 days, our analytics showed that we had a half a million uh, uh, clicks to our website. That over 10,000 people visiting the channel or our websites daily. It's a ridiculous influx of interest in the Fortnite scrimming scene. Um, and right now, Weekly, our scrims are gaining traction by the the thousands. We're talking two to three thousand users, new users, not even you know returning users. So there's there's just so much interest happening around the game right now, and it's really cool to see that. You know, if you if you just go back, if you go back as many years as you want, uh, uh, as far as episodes on this podcast chain line, dude, I believed in Fortnite from the very beginning. I thought I had a good ten years or so in it. And I mean, we're like five years in and I could, it, it, how are we peaking? How, how are we peaking five years in? That means if I thought five years ago, it had 10 years, we just peaked bro. Five years in, it's yeah. gotta have at least another 10 in front of it. Yeah. Um, so, so it's pretty, just pretty insane, man. And yeah, open scrims and, and practice server has just really been able to benefit the last couple, uh, last couple weeks. So We've been doing our due diligence. We're we're revamping some of the pages on the website. We're like, we have way too much traffic on here not to like let people know we we sell stuff over here. So we're you know we're trying to trying to make a dollar on it too. It's pretty good. I thought it's cool when you Google how to play Fortnite scrims. Um, basically, in the top results from, right from there, page, dude. Yeah, open scrims right there. You hit the AI response. You hit a Reddit, a couple YouTube videos, and then right there is openscrims.com. Uh, so very exciting for the boys. And, um, I mean, who, you know, just, just for anyone wondering monster, who, who, who are these scrims for? Like who should, who should take advantage of them? Is it only for the insanely skilled already? Is it for introductory people who, who, who would take advantage of these? Yeah. So, so it's really cool. I mean, we built our success on, on being the, the home for the top tier competitor, but you know, over the years, top tier competitors, uh, they just kind of moved on to only play in tournament days. And what, what became of the scrim scene is really amateurs, dude, uh, a hub of players that just want to play something a little bit more sweaty if you will than than your regular casual mode you know if you want to want to make your heart race a little bit you want to be surrounded by people in your same skill grab uh skill group basically just saying like hey yeah this is a this is a, a little more serious than your your regular kind of arena or you know casual custom game so it that that aside we also do a lot of paid tournaments this could be the first place you go to like actually earn your first couple dollars. Um, I mean, John knows firsthand how we promote organizations and entities that either one, we believe in, or two, we think just have a pretty good platform. And if they have a good enough prizing and, and they you know collaborate with us, we push users to different places all the time. So we're also just like a hub for advertisement of like what is going on and what's a good tournament to participate in. So if you're a collegiate player, if you're someone in school, you know, a high school player, 
or just someone who is a little older just looking to kind of kick it and, and run some casual hyper um I, I would say hyper hyper casual casual competitive um scrims this is definitely the place to go and maybe you'll make some dollars in the process well i mean speaking of fortnite is back we talked about it last week on the program but tifu being back certainly is a big deal for the game um and it's been fun to see his return um to streaming uh to kick seeing his hundred thousand dollar uh no builds tournament i mean and and right here we're, we're looking at uh, his his stats his his average viewers um uh dropped at just under 13,000 but for kick i mean that that is huge typically what we've seen when people go from twitch to kick you can you can edge you know about 25% of their twitch audience off and so i mean those are strong return uh numbers his peak viewers uh, were just under 40,000 at 37,733 um and he's and he's only streamed uh three times monster um this is well, it's crazy. I just I just find it insane how you're talking about someone who took like six months off of all social media in just 24 hours announcement. I'm coming back. I'm getting paid big bucks. I'm going to be over here. And then that's it, dude. And he's just back like he never left uh, with an insane amount of support to back him. So, you know, you, you talk about success. You talk about being, you know, too big to fail. Tifu is a prime example of someone who has reach the top and and folks are going to ride or die with him no matter what and he's still so damn good uh they had a great tournament um i had the pleasure of casting that tournament you know first first hand just uh just over the weekend so the the it was it was really fun tifu had a hundred thousand dollars on the line thousand dollars a win um all you know a bunch of bunch of creators coming together to play squads it, it was it was legit man and that's just again the, the tifu effect right now I'd be more curious, John. If you could, if you could use that website, how about how about we search up like Nick Merce? Nick Merce obviously recently signed to Kick. We covered that topic here. Like, what? How much of a success has Nick Merce had? Because unlike some of the other creators that was signed to Kick, he hasn't actually multi-streamed back to Twitch. When he left, he left. You know, right. at least Tifu on the other hand, he got signed to Kick and he he did a you know multi-stream. He ultimately ended the Twitch stream. He started complaining about the platform and, and just press end stream and, and carried on on the Twitch side. But I am super curious because there's not a lot of creators that are like, yeah, going all in that were that were signed over and, and haven't tried to keep, you know, dragging that old community back. Yeah, let me, let me, okay. So what I just read was only the Twitch numbers. So let me, let me, let's, I might, I might actually edit out this other part, Monster. This is so much better. Um, but Tifu's kick numbers, he averaged 27,000 viewers. Oh, and no, you don't got to cut it. Okay. This is even and better. His, <laughs> and his peak, his peak was 53,000 viewers. So, all right. Let's, let's talk about that then. Okay. This is crazy. So, yeah. And he only, he only had one, two, three long streams. That's crazy. That's an amazing so, amount of return there. So, so it was still three streams, both of which were streamed on the two platforms. On the yep. Twitch platform, he wasn't even close to his average concurrent nor his peak concurrent. When, by the way, his Twitch, he has, he has like, I don't know, 10 million followers on the Twitch platform yep. already. And he had zero followers when this announcement came out on Kick. So... That that is even more impressive to show you how much overall viewership he generated. But more importantly, how much was willing to just say, "Yeah, screw Twitch. I'm jumping with you, Tifu. If you're over here, I'm over here." And now they just jump on over. Next week when we have Connor on the episode, John, we gotta go back and look at the last thirty days of new user acquisition for Kick. Yeah, I, I mean, am. I am curious to see if they're just still bulld, you know, bulldozing their way through right now. So shout out to Stream Charts, you know, breaking it down for us uh, with the next gen in analytics. Um, and answer your question about Nick Merck's. Nick Merck's peak viewers are at twenty one thousand. His average viewers are at nine and a half thousand. And so Tifu on kick on kick, blowing him out of the water. Um, uh, I think in large part because of Fortnite, you know, and and capitalizing on the moment um, when when Tifu is doing just chatting his viewers were um um it was somewhere well i want to make sure i understand this stat before i read it uh but 
basically his numbers triple whenever he goes from just chatting to Fortnite. Gaming. This is Tfue. And, um, and um, Nick playing his game that he's been known for mostly is Apex Legends. Uh, has has a uh, increased by about thirty five percent when he himself is playing uh, Fortnite, and so you see the power. Wow. You see the power of Fortnite, um, and just the power of um, man. I think, like you said, a really really well done um, launch for Tifu. Yeah, insane. So you know, it, this this is these are all just daggers to the to the Twitch coffin um, as they continue to have this, this struggle over the gaming market right now. Uh, they still, you know, by and far are the, are the leaders, but I find myself, you know, just, just, I can't, I can't deal with the eight ads when I open a stream. I just can't. I just, I, wow. I don't watch the platform anymore. Um, I'm so happy. Multi-stream is a thing. I watch most of these same streamers on YouTube and I love YouTube premium. So shout out YouTube premium. Uh, and with that, John, let's go ahead and, and round out our last uh, last topic here, man. We just talking about, you know, daggers into <laughs> into things. We have Evil Genius. Looks like they're putting a dagger into esports here as they they're done. They're done with the LCS. It seems like they are done with Counter Strike. It seems like they are just done with esports in general. Um, what have you discovered about Evil Geniuses? Evil Geniuses, by the way, guys, have been an organization under a lot of scrutiny over the last legitimate decade. From bad rebrands to ridiculous, um, uh, 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 basically, what's the what's the word? Scalping of their own talent, and yeah. dude, they they have so much bad press. But now they're at the headlines for reportedly just dipping out of esports. So I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I mean, an important an important um, important element to this story is that Nicole Lapointe Jameson. Um, or Jameson, I don't know how to pronounce her name. She was the CEO of EG for four years. She stepped down in September. And so anytime again, we saw this with FaZe, that there's a CEO shakeup, um, you know, it's not always great news. And she was replaced um, in, in an interim capacity um, by their, their current chief innovation officer, Chris Apollonio, And he, um, in response to their exit from the LCS, um, in which they tr they kind of like acted like they were bowing out respectfully, but the reality is is that the LCS themselves um, knocked both them and uh, Guardians Gold um, or Golden Guardians out of the LCS, shifting from a ten to eight team format. So that's a big deal. That other one's a big deal because that was um, that was a team that was backed by the Golden State Warriors, one of the most prominent NBA teams. So it's it's a little sad um, to see that happen because it was a very cool sync up when when uh the golden guardians first went into the lcs you know they were out there with steph curry in their jerseys and linking nba with league you know um but yeah uh, uh chris diaplano uh, basically it, uh, said in a reply about it is that he has been actively trying to sell off all their esports um assets and placements including their their counter-strike um basically signaling that eg is trying to get completely out of at least the esports side of gaming and and I want to read this article here that we have from Deserto because Declan McLawlin uh, published this, and dude, he he didn't hold back. So these are the words from Declan here. I'm gonna read them word for word, the first two paragraphs, and you're just gonna see what the general media feels about this company here. Evil Geniuses is still chugging along as the esports company, as the organization is running with a skeleton crew staff, according to Dot Esports. The company announced its third round of layoffs last week and has since dropped its Dota 2 team following its run at the 2023 edition of the International. The organization has seen multiple controversies following its acquisition by Peak 6 Capital, and the company reportedly was complicit in the abuse of one of its Star League of Legends players, and it's reportedly holding its championship-winning Valorant team in contract jail and has alienated itself from the Rocket League community. Dude, that's a whole lot of ways to say they've done bad in League of Legends. They yeah. are holding <laughs> their Valorant team in, in, in contract jail, and they're saying screw the Rocket League community because the Rocket League controversy was one of their um, uh, 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 successful professional commentator slash creator came to them with a full pitch and uh, a tournament series they reviewed the pitch. They 
led her on to believe that they were going to sponsor and host it. And then they dropped her from the deal and hosted it themselves, taking her entire tournament format and essentially robbing her of all of her consultation. And that led to a crazy backlash in the Rocket League community. Um, so shout out to the creator because she was afterwards supported by a number of different great entities like Space Station Gaming and, and other heroic folks that came in to support and sponsor. But that's all to say, dude, Evil Genius has just been doing so bad. I don't know. This is like a... a a, a first person view we are watching front row seats of how to burn an esports team to the ground and kill the legacy that you build and it's it's insane to to remember that evil geniuses was one of the first one of the first prominent organizations to yep. spring out of the last 10 years yeah and, and and like you said they've been successful you know their league yep. team has had success in recent years and they just won a championship yep. valorant like <laughs> yeah. season like it's insane yeah, it, it's really sad. And again, it just goes to show you guys um, what we've been seeing happen is that there's a restructuring, a reordering. Yeah, but they've never had great leadership. Like every yeah, yeah, time they've yeah. had leadership, you would think this is their comeback story. And then it's, it's well, maybe just, they shouldn't name themselves evil geniuses. Maybe we just need a it, new freaking brand, dude. Get out of here. They live to the moniker. It's actually perfect. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it, you know, it's sad, but with every, with every new death, um, in, in the in the in the in the jungle uh it, it leaves room for new life you know and next week next episode we'll be talking about some exciting um new developments in esports even how tyreek hill a prominent nfl star is starting his own uh gaming brand and so i'm excited man i i i really i think gaming is not going anywhere um even personally you know um i am on par to make the most money i've ever made off of gaming in 2024 i have already with different contracts I've secured with uh, companies and 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 stuff like that with, to provide, provide consulting to do parent tutorials to even do some streaming um I'm on I'm on course to make the most I've ever made and so gaming is alive and well it just I think the lesson to everyone trying to find success is you have to be flexible I mean look at monster he's got he's got scrims he's got prac he's got casting he's got coffee he's got his YouTube at times if he wants to if you want to make it um, in in this industry, really, I think any industry, the name of the game is flexibility and consistency. One hundred percent. I in you know I preach that all all the time. It's just like, dude, you gotta build, build, build. And when you think you have enough, try something new now. No, don't get too comfortable here. Uh, and that's that's just what it's all about, dude. Well, listen, guys, we hope you enjoyed our coverage of uh, just just an insane week here, and, and really hope you guys had a great holiday as well. Uh, from John and I, I'm going to let John sign off and let uh, let y'all at home know where y'all can find him throughout the week. Yeah, I'm wearing a t-shirt in this episode that I designed using AI. Heck um, yeah. So so if you want to see it, go check me out on Twitter. Y'all can y'all can rank me how I how how I did and say what's up to me. It looks it looks pretty interesting. I think this screens John's personality. Y'all are going to like it. Yeah, there's a lot going on on the shirt. Um, that That's so funny. I did, I did not know that. Guys, as always, you can send all your complaints to me at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com or at MonsterDface on all social handles. Um, we're here every single week. We'll be dropping more episodes. The next episode, of course, is doubling back down on that good old Fortnite content, which would be um, this Wednesday coming up. So subscribe, follow along on whatever your favorite podcast channels and avenues are. We thank you. And don't forget, of course, to share there too. So until next time, don't forget that practice makes perfect.